Hotel history is created for adult audiences. Content may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. You're listening to Hotel History. We take you with us through the sordid history and scandals of some of the world's most famous and infamous hotels. I'm Dieta. And I'm Yael. Let's get started. Welcome back. Today we are talking with Monica and Angela, the founders of Hotel Who. So um, why don't you guys just kind of jump in, tell us a little bit about yourselves and what Hotel Who is. Um, Hotel Who is a, um, it's a highly immersive and interactive um, dance theater experience that is site specific. So we do shows in, we started doing shows in hotels. We do them in hotels. We do them in uh, various different locations, you know, even places like a castle in Hollywood. Um, there's always a level, a high level of interactivity in our shows. So, you know, whether it's solving a murder mystery or um, going on a treasure hunt to, to put ingredients together for an anecdote, um, whatever, you know, you, it may be. Um, there's always a high level of interactivity for the guests that join. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Hotel who, yeah. I mean, it's just basically our child in a sense, (laughs) our immersive interactive dance theater, dining experience overnight child. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We're on different time zones. So you have to forgive me a little bit. I'm Berlin. (laughs) We were hoping you would carry this. You're the most awake one of all of us. I've been yeah. I've been sitting in this chair for too long, though. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and just to follow up on that, I think Hotel Who is also almost like um a quest or a, a, a like a finish of research that Monica and I have been doing for like the past. 15 years or so. Um, We both come from a dance, a classical dance background, and we both created work together in Europe. I still live in Berlin. Monica's moving back to Europe. Um, And we've always been curious about making dance approachable or figuring out a way to make art appropriate or um, approachable, essentially. So we've always been fascinated with moving audiences around and blurring the line between the audience and the performer, making the audience a performer. What does that mean? How does it change the story? And then once we came up with this concept, it was just a matter of what kind of venue could we put it in so that the venue also was a character, essentially. So what can someone who has never been, um, who's going to attend for the first time, uh, what what can they expect? What should they, should they prepare for anything? They should prepare for everything, kind of. I guess being open and willing is the most important thing about going to one of our experiences. But I mean, sometimes people like to watch from the, from the side, like a white wallflower, maybe. But yeah, we give out characters to our guests. And this season we have characters. Last two shows we didn't give out characters unless it was the VIP ticket. Um, but this season, every character, every guest has a character. So we try to get those out as soon as possible. And sometimes we have some technical difficulties, but in essence, they can prepare by being their character. Very cool. So um what what kicked off the I- idea for this? Like what um, 
what what was the kind of the situation that suddenly made you guys go, okay, we have we have these ideas, we want to do all of these things. What helped it coalesce into Hotel Who? Angela and I have been making work together. So we've been making work together for a long time, as Angela was, was saying. Um, we, we started, yeah, 15 years ago in college. Um, and we've always loved making work together. We've done like, we've gone to artist residencies and, and you know, we've done a lot of research and things like that. Um, and then at some point when I was living here, um, we were talking about wanting to make a show. And we were like, we really want to, you know, into what we were doing before, but kind of now that we've had a lot more experience and we're older, um, how do we expand on these ideas that we have? And how do we make something that is not just a show that we're just making for ourselves anymore, but like something that we can share with a wider audience, um, an audience that might not go to a theater show otherwise? Um, how can we do something that is approachable and still keep the integrity of our work, um, but be able to share this kind of thing with people that may be, you know, may not opt to see a theater show on their own. And so we were talking and, um, you know, we were like, oh, you know, we both really love crime. Um, and so like, oh, what if we did a murder mystery? How would that, you know, it, like, how would we go about doing that? And then we started talking about venues and um, all the different things that we could do. And then Angela actually was like, well, what if they spent the night and it was at a hotel and what if, the guests just slept over and solved the murder the next day and I was like oh my god that's really cool <laughs> um and so that's where you know we started thinking about hotels and then uh, it took off from there I remember um us being in a car together one day and I visited Monica in LA <laughs> I think it was in 2021 yeah and she had already been talking about this idea with her husband about doing shows in these mansions in Hollywood. What would it look like to make like a private event, cater it to like a house and a family or, or a group of friends. And then also reflecting on this overnight idea, there's this artist in, in Paris who I think he was doing his show in Paris and it's, it was a 24 hour show at an opera. His name was Jan Farber. And I thought like, okay, yeah, it's really cool. But like, who the hell is going to like actually go to a show for 24 hours? Do you sleep in the theater? Like, what is that? You know? And then somehow this idea came out with the hotels and we both love hotels and like the history and hotels and stuff like this too. Um, I'm a big history, like archive nerd. And I also love like this, you be the jury book. Cause my dad, I'm raised by a lawyer and I read, I grew up reading these books where you have to, pick the, the, if it's decide if he's guilty or innocent and you're the jury. So that was also kind of an inspiration. Oh, wow. Oh, I see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have a question. Have you guys ever heard of, um, there's a interactive immersive experience thing kind of in New York called sleep no more, I believe. Yeah. And, yeah. and Mia Wolf, Mia Wolf. Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so bad with the names. These are like the two that pop in my head. Um, and there was another cut. So it's very interesting that uh, this kind of like popped up into my life. Cause a few years back, I remember um, my ex-boyfriend was very into immersive experiences. He was an artist, he was doing stuff like that. And he went to this experience in London that was like, he he told me about it. It was like, you go in and and everything is kind of um, 
Mad Max themed and like it was like you went into a different world and then like you know COVID happened I think these things just like went away but now they're like coming back up and obviously you guys are creating these really cool experiences so I want to know if you have ever gone to anything like that or heard of them you're already shaking your head to most so I want to know what you guys think of them. Yeah, we totally, we definitely know, um, we definitely know about these um, experiences for sure. I mean, we're, we're in the world, so we kind of like are, we've always known, you know, the big names and then also some of the other things that pop up as well. Um, I personally, I've gone to sleep no more. Um, I, I went right before the world shut down for the pandemic. Um I had to go, I was sent there for work and to, to New York to go like check it out and check out some other interactive or immersive theater shows. So been asleep no more. I haven't been to Meow Wolf, but it seems really cool. Um, it looks, I, the design there looks amazing. Um, and I've been to a few other ones. I've been to one in London that was, um, I think it's just, I think, I think it's literally just called The Great Gatsby, um, but it is an immersive Gatsby experience. Um, which is really cool too. Yeah, I've been to a bunch. Yeah, I've been to some too, but I've been a little bit more behind the scenes, I think, than Monica and like I've been maybe working more and then less as an audience. But yeah, we really, you know, we have gathered some inspirations from said places, but we like to also incorporate activities for our guests to do. Um, when we started with headphones, actually having instructions on headphones, but now actually Monica brought up a funny point that phones don't have this headphone slot anymore because <laughs> so we can't really do this. But yeah, that I think, yeah, is like a step one, but we're also kind of inspired from like escape rooms, for example. So trying like combining these two ideas of like immersive experiences, but not just feeling the immersion, like things are going on around you, but you have to do things and that's how it's more interactive too. Yeah. I love yeah. immersive experience, um, uh, escape yeah. rooms and immersive experiences, but escape rooms are like my jam. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I really, so yeah, Elle and I got to go, uh, to your most yeah. recent, uh, hotel who, and <laughs> thank you, by the way, loved it. Yes. Thank you so much. It was so great. And I really did appreciate not just like we were immersed in it, we were interacting, but also it felt very much like, um, like the movie clue kind of that style because all of this stuff is going on around you and if you're not in the right place at the right time you might miss a little performance or something that gives you a clue or some information that you might need so everybody there is having a different experience and has different information than you do and that just makes it feel even more like you really are trying to solve a mystery and you don't have the same puzzle pieces that everybody else has which I really loved I thought that was just chef's kiss (laughs) It was so, it was so well done. And just to let everyone know that they're, the one we went to is their most current one. Um, it is based in a castle and I don't want to give too much away. Like even when I was, I was creating the video that I was making, I had some video of some scenes and I'm like, I'm not going to put it in because I don't want to give anything away. Like I wanted to be surprised for anyone who goes personally. So if you're wondering why there were some things missing, um, in that video. but it was, it's based in the, the 1930s. Um, the only part of the 1930s I'd ever want to go back to is that. 
Yeah. So why don't you guys kind of, um, since we're talking about it, just kind of give us the barest description that you can of what the current Hotel Who experience is. Um, it is based in a castle um, in Hollywood. The castle is a really interesting place. Um, any, well, without deviating too far into like the details. Um, this one is a, it's a murder mystery in a castle that was, um, it's set in 1933. Um, it's a murder mystery where you play a character as well. So there, which is honestly, Angela's been creating all the weekends like sold out last weekend and Angela had to come up with more characters because they were like people like getting to last second and Angela's like, all right, I got, I got 10 more characters. I have. <laughs> So do you guys create every single character? Yeah, Angela. Oh, wow. This one. Yeah, we had 14 people that were like, I think I, I think I had made like 56 characters or something for last weekend. And then we had 14 more people on Friday, on Thursday. And I was just like, oh my God, like I cannot with these freaking characters anymore. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> That is so impressive. Like, I didn't know if you guys created them together or if like you had a team, like maybe you were farming some of it out to. That's crazy. And I think last time we we both made them, but this time we just had so many other different moving parts. And since I'm not in LA, um, yeah, I can't be on site to do a lot of things. So I took that responsibility, you know, to do all of them. Well, you did a good job. Yeah, you really um, did. Uh, I loved my character. um I got to be the daughter of a mafia boss oh okay yeah you had a really good character you were the daughter of the oh no we were the daughter of the prime minister or the prime minister of the kingdom of Hungary no oh no I was Carla oh Carla okay I forgot about her yeah sorry (laughs) um who are you, Yale? I was Violet the pilot. <laughs> Violet the oh, pilot. We loved yeah, so much. <laughs> um, I didn't have much of a backstory, but it was okay because I want to apologize now. I took an edible before I went to the event. You looked high. I was like, is she now? I was, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. I took a very small one. It was. I didn't want to get high at all. I was like, oh, this is two milligrams, whatever. I don't know what is in this edible it would it hit me but it wasn't like I'm super high but it gave me the giggles and so I became paranoid about it and Mm, and then I kept on messing up everything first of all I didn't know that I had to read the description before and (laughs) it's like you didn't read your character I'm like what do you mean and so one of the characters was like what's your name I'm like yeah she's like no what 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 are you talking that's not my name and I'm like sorry my name is Daisy and then Deanna's like no that's your real name or that's I kept on messing yeah. with the name and then so funny that's <laughs> literally felt, the name that it says don't tell anybody this name yeah <laughs> and, and then the whole it just like threw me off and then I went up I went up to a person and I was like are you I, I was looking for one of them I think Tom I'm yeah. like, are you Tom? he's like no and I'm like I don't need to talk to you and I walk <laughs> away and I'm like wait was he an actor and everyone's like no I'm like oh that's so funny. And then I saw him and other people do the same thing. I think we were all like, I don't need to talk to you. You're not. And then poor Tom, who, or I don't know his real name. Um, 
was so good. I have to, he deserves an Oscar because when he was talking to me, I couldn't stop laughing. And he's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but <laughs> she couldn't remember what question, like her card told her to ask him some specific questions and she couldn't remember what they were. And he was like, did you have any more questions for me? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a question for me? I'm like, no. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, we also this last on Saturday, we had a we had a great Violet the pilot um, who there was a, someone there writing a review. And I read in his review article that Violet the pilot knew like everyone's name, the character, like the uh, the guest characters from this like introduction that happens at the beginning of the show. Like she, she oh. also showed up in a a pilot outfit apparently and I just thought it was hilarious because also on her character card it says alleged pilot so so he committed to the bit I'm sorry I love it I hope I was Violet the pilot her alter ego crackhead pilot (laughs) (laughs) so funny (laughs) yeah you were you were looking for the missing parts in the frolic room for sure I was, uh, I, I'm so sorry. I, I felt like I, I made, I, I was paranoid from him. Like, why did I do this? Uh, yeah. This wasn't because I didn't want to drink really. Yeah. But I wanted to have a good time. He's big a good time though. When I spoke with you, you were like giggly and I was like, oh, I think she's a little stone. Girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> her. <laughs> but here's the thing. I get giggly drunk too. Mm-hmm. So I'm a very happy, like when I'm intoxicated, you never have to worry about me. I'm like on cloud nine. <laughs> Having the great. best time. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know what? I challenged your actors a little bit. And I have to say, you guys did an amazing job casting them. They They're really so were so good. They were so, and you can tell they were having such a good time playing their character. Like that must be a dream role if you're an actor. They're really amazing. I mean, like, because we'll we'll come up of like a storyline and of course like the like the little details and the intricacies of like the you know the murder and all of that stuff that we have to to plan create beforehand and of course like there's a script and that but there is so much space to and there's so much for them like to come up with and to add and to fill in because there's a lot of improvisation and there's a lot of time that they're interacting with guests that, you know, they, they, they're just so good. Like you can literally throw anything at them and they'll stay in character and they're just, they're amazing. I, they do this for like several hours too, because it's yeah. like four hours. They never break. It's crazy. No. And they're so into it that sometimes at the after a show they'll kind of like they'll be back to themselves but they'll do things and then the next day they'll tell me like oh it wasn't me who did that it was my character (laughs) and like they get really in it (laughs) you can you can feel it like um I don't I want to say stuff but I don't want to give anything away but one of the characters she was walking around and she was just (laughs) she was just like I looked at her and she's like what (laughs) in a good way in a good way this is like a good like she was obviously drunk or whatever and she's just like what are you looking at it's like I need a I need a a a lighter anyone have a lighter and I'm like pretending like I'm looking for a lighter and she's like 
you, <laughs> it was just, it was so good. Like she didn't need, you can tell that wasn't, I don't think I'm the script or anything. Yeah. We've been working with two of them since our first show last October. Um, and our first show in LA, uh, Machier, the medium, Gregorian, and um, Lisa Machier. How do you say Machier's last name? Do you know? Uh, Bartoszewski? Bartoszewski? Mm -hmm. Bart I think Bartoszewski. Yeah. Bartoszewski. He's from Poland I originally. Once, but I, I think I'm butchering it. Right now. <laughs> yeah. And Lisa was the manager. And then um, Ramond Thomas. Alessandra Perdedici uh, and Holly Sidecheck are the other three actors we started working with in April for Love Story. Yes. And we just really worked, I mean, everyone from Love Story also was amazing, but we just wanted a smaller team. And um, yeah, we just really found something a little special, I think, with these people, because they really they really get it and they really support it and they really are open and like we just are able to like really connect with them and that's really important from creator because uh, we also we, we, we list we list them as artistic collaborators um in the program so it's it's a it's an enjoyable process for everyone alessandra was um anna and holly or anna and holly was Irina. <laughs> well, they actually started saying Anna and Irina lately, by the way. Because it's really funny because the whole time I'm imagining that their names were Anna and Irina Ivar. And then I heard this, this rehearsal video one day and she said, Ivor. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're in the United States. Pronounce it a different way. It's not Germany. It's not German. <laughs> Ivar? I've been saying Ivar. Nice. Castle, Ivar, Ivar Castle, or I guess I like everyone that. has a different pronunciation, but you can tell you got a sense that there were such good vibes. Like mm -hmm. everyone likes each other. They're working so well with each other. You just, it was all good, right? Like, I don't know if Dieta, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, but it was so good. Also, back, back to the characters, I just want to say my friend who came because I was supposed to have, we were supposed to have someone come in and help take pictures but that person flaked on us so I asked my friend to come and help with the content and she didn't have a character because she you guys didn't know she was coming really <laughs> and I thank you for for all that like dealing with that but she ended up making up her own character and she's blonde and so I was like you look like Veronica Lake so she went as Veronica and she made up this whole she was apparently an escort she got into the she was so good. She was talking to everyone and, and she's, she, it, the story just evolved throughout the night and she just became this actress who was also an escort. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how it got started actually. Cause I remember at Normandy last year, people were like making their own characters for themselves. And then we were like, wait, we should make characters for them. And then we can like tell them to do stuff that will incorporate, be incorporated in the story. Yeah, that ties into like what we used to do with the headphones. So to allow for um, when like years ago when we were making stuff in Europe, we would use, so we would give the audience a pair of headphones. So you'd have like someone wear headphones and then on the headphones, 
<clears throat> they would get like audio instructions to do things. So, you know, you might be told and there would be music as well. So there would be like a whole track that they're listening to, but there's also performers in the space. And then they would be told to do things like, for example, Angela did something where someone was told to on the headphones to pour water on um, like one of the performers during a scene that, that made sense. It sounds like <laughs> No, that sounds fun. It's not usually that bad. <laughs> like it was just like it was a one scene thing. It was a summer scene. The piece was about seasons. <laughs> you didn't do it when it's like freezing outside and the actors shivering. <laughs> no, I don't like. Be so mean. <laughs> <laughs> There's another example where we had instructions to give someone on headphones where they we had to dance together, for example. Mm -hmm. Or I was trying on a wedding dress, and this person was like my alleged fiance or whatever and I had to do a dance with him come on put the wedding dress on come on zip it up zip it up well, that I love that though I wonder um I guess each each uh event you make you experiment a little bit and it's a little different uh but that they all sound amazing I wish I knew about this earlier because you, so last year you did it at the Normandy you said so uh, but then Last year you did that one and then also at the Biltmore. So that was like a couple months apart. Yeah, technically we've made three shows in one year exactly. So it's completely insane. Wow, <laughs> overachievers <laughs> much. <laughs> it's, That's it's amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Especially the one at the Biltmore was really big, right? Like it was yeah, a the Biltmore was big to do. So that was a lot of work to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Biltmore, I, I, that one looked really cool too. I like the, the 1950s theme it was. Yeah. yeah. That one was really fun. That one um, was not a murder mystery, but it was still, there was still a mystery to solve. That one, um, that one was kind of a musical. Um, and it was like <laughs> West Side Story meets Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, it, was, cool. it was fun. I thought it was really fun. It's very different from the murder mystery stuff that, that we normally or I wouldn't say normally I mean anything's possible but from the murder mystery stuff that we started doing and then this murder mystery show um I guess it was more of like an experiment to just kind of see like what does the audience LA audience think about an immersive musical um but it was really really fun and it was really fun to make and you know like we love also creating like we had, we had a lot more choreography and things like that and there ended in a sock hop um so there was also like some choreography at the top, and that was just so much fun to create um and you had to solve you had to find the uh ingredients to an antidote because basically the the groom he was like put under a love spell and he was in love with like the wrong person and break the spell it was a whole thing and then you had to solve um you had to find all the pieces to the antidote at the sock hop it's it's very so that one was yeah, very different. And I think with like the murder mysteries, it, that's also fun in its own way because it's the creating murder mystery and figuring out a way to make it solvable, but not too easy and not too hard is very intricate in and of itself too. And it's almost like we have to create two different shows in one because we create like the show and the script and, and the storyline. So there's one thing for the actors and all of that. But then there's this other thing where we have to also create um, the experience and the show for the guests 
as well. Like, how are they, you know, living within this world? How are they solving this mystery? How are they interacting with the performers? So it's almost like two shows come together as one and they kind of like, and we're also, you know, moving them and we want to kind of guide everyone um, on their experience. And so, uh, so yeah, it's almost like creating like two in one. That's a lot of work. The fact that you guys do it, it's really impressive and it's inspiring because it's, it's great. You guys are two creative people came together. Like, as you said, it's your baby. And I totally relate. We totally relate to that because this podcast is our baby. And so it's like, it, it, it's amazing to see that there are other people like that out there that are just like, Hey, I have an idea. Let's do it. I think it's really rare because what I'll find in the world is people have really great ideas and they're like, we can't, there's too many obstacles. And I'm like, did you try? Did you just call up and ask like, what's the harm in putting yourself out there? And you guys have done such a good job. <laughs> so. Well, so what goes into planning and writing each whenever it's time to start a new one from scratch? Angie and I are we're best friends. So I wouldn't say that we have such a like a concrete, like organized, like, okay, step one. It's like it's very organic. We go back and forth a lot. We actually do a lot of like texting, voice notes, video calls. I'm really excited to be back on the other side because we'll be in the same time zone. Because like right now it's been like, Angela will wake up to 50 voice notes for me and then I'll wake up to 50 voice notes for her. And like, I feel great. hard. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys use, do you guys use Marco Polo? <laughs> My no. friends and I that are in different time zones, we use that no. where it's, it's basically like you can send videos back and forth to each other oh, and just watch it at your leisure. And so, yeah, it's really helpful for for brainstorming stuff and being able to talk your idea out without having to like send 15,000 texts. <laughs> yeah, we usually use like WhatsApp messages. Oh, I use WhatsApp for everything also. Like yeah. voice notes, we're big on voice, voice notes, yeah. Um, how far away is Budapest to Berlin? Um, it's a nine hour drive, an hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> is there a train connecting? 12 hour train ride. <laughs> 12, 12 hour train ride. A 12 hour train ride? Yeah. But it's not so bad. It's really nice. It's like a nice ride, just going through the mountains and stuff. Why um, did I think it was like very close by? I I thought all of Europe is two hours away on train. Berlin is really north. Oh, really okay. North. Like it oh. gets dark here at like 4 p.m. That sucks. Actually, I uh, my friend lives in Antwerp. Um, she that's where she's from, yeah. and I visit her in January one time. I don't know why I did this. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I it was it was I was on my way to Israel where my family was having like we were all gathering for a family thing, and we stopped. I'm like, hey, I'm right in near Europe. Let me go there. And so, like, it was 9 a.m. The sun the sun came out um behind the clouds yeah. and then the 4 sun. p.m the sun went down <laughs> for those the listening clouds. the sun is uh <laughs> definitely in air quotes, quotes. <laughs> um and it was disgusting out all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it sucks yeah. i usually like leave i'm i'm already planning my escape for the winter season i've recently become very infatuated with infatuated with the canary islands and um 
its tagline is Europe's Caribbean. It's like 75 degrees there in the winter and it's perfect. Yeah, you should leave. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like it's because I'm from New York. So I'm like, yeah, winter, whatever. At least we have sunlight. Yeah. You can see the sun. Like actually my favorite days is when it's really, really cold and windy, but like it's super bright and sunny out. Yeah. Antwerp doesn't have that. Nope. No, no, neither does the Netherlands. I lived in that for several years. It was awful. Uh, Budapest has That's that. Sad. It has like very New York weather, four seasons. It's like basically the same as New York. So, but yeah, no, the gray and the, like the non-sun, the sun coming out behind the clouds and then going back. <laughs> of, yeah. It's... What's happening now, which is incredibly annoying. It does this thing where and then we can move on. I'm sorry, but it does this thing at like 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning where the sun is like full blast. Like you're like, oh my God, it's sunny outside. And then you're like, okay, yeah, cool, it's sunny. And then like an hour passes and it's completely overcast. <laughs> it's like you see Please the sun and then the this. time it takes you to get your socks and shoes yeah, on, no, it's no. gone. <laughs> yeah. It's a trick. It's I know. <laughs> and- What's also crazy is that Angela is such a sun lover. Like she's like, give me a beach, give me an ocean, give me the sun. Like, oh, it's always the sun, the sun, the sun. And so the fact that like Angie are living in such a gray place right now is just it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a sun lover, come to LA. Yeah. What took you to Berlin? Expensive. Um, yeah, I was living in New York before when we finished school and Monica was like we both graduated and Monica moved to Budapest and then I moved to New York just because I didn't really know where else to go at that moment. And then I was like, this sucks. Like I knew I didn't really want to live there because I was already going there all the time leading up to my graduation. New York is very familiar. It doesn't feel as like exciting. And also the dance scene is just like, I don't know. I had some bad experiences where people just keep you all the way till the end. And then they don't need you or they don't want you. And I couldn't choreograph there. Like you had to pay to show chore- choreography it was crazy. It was super like wow. just not a nice lifestyle for an artist, a dancer. So I came over to Europe and Monica had already moved to the Netherlands at that point. I stayed, we found an artist residency to do for like three months. And then I needed to get a visa. So I heard that Berlin was some kind of paradise for artists to get visas and like have a sustainable life. So I took the night bus over from Netherlands and still here seven years later. Oh, (laughs) wow. That's so cool. (laughs) I want to ask you guys a couple questions. So I see we have a list of questions that we do want to ask you and we've kind of gone, we knew we weren't going to stay on, on, you know, track, but um, the name hotel who, how did you come up with that name? We knew we were going to make the show, right? And but we didn't have a title for it. It was the first one. We didn't have a title, and we knew, like we we basically knew the structure of it. We knew that it would be in a hotel. We knew that uh, we wanted to use some characters from history. We knew that it would be a murder mystery. All of that. <clears throat> and I'm really bad with titles, like really, really, really bad. Um, and I was taking all that information, putting it into a deck, and I just like threw a title in it and I was like Angela okay and I sent it to her to like review and like also like add stuff and like um give her comments on and the title I forgot what the title was but it was so bad it was really bad and it was long as hell I think it must have been like five years or something and I was like no no absolutely 
someone died here is that the title (laughs) no I can't remember it was something like spirits something but I don't remember exactly anyways the spirits like stemware or something because that was something it was like an inside joke from something before when we went to Iceland uh the spirits like stemware or something like that I don't know I was it was like I'm really bad with names that that's the best part like brainstorming really bad names could be so much fun you don't have to use any of them you just like have a good time that's Um, true you never it's good times (laughs) we don't usually have that much time when we're organizing things so sometimes we don't get to like enjoy like brainstorming Uh like one experience necessarily i guess yeah anyways yeah monica do you remember the rest what happened yeah so i sent you i sent you this deck and i think it was called like the spirits like stemware and you were like is that the name the show and I was like yeah I don't know do you have any better ideas because like I'm I'm at a loss I don't really know what to call it and I was like and Angela was like well I feel like it's gonna I feel like it has to be something that is clear because then if it's just this like random name and you see it pop up somewhere and you want to buy tickets like you don't really you have to like kind of understand or get what or at least get a gist of it in a couple of seconds to want to read further and I was like I don't know Angela this is this is the best I've got <laughs> and she was like okay let me think of some stuff and then and then she's like what about the hotel who and I was like actually and then Angela I remember you being like oh is that stupid or something maybe it's stupid I was like no it's not stupid I love it because who done it it's at a hotel it's very clear and it's it's cute and it right it's like kind of not doesn't rhyme but like it it works. Yeah, it it does work. And I want to yeah. ask the the hotel aspect of it was really important, right? Like you guys wanted to do it at hotel, hotels, which definitely piqued our interest, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to comment on that really quickly. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm not very no, good at interrupting. Okay. But um, yeah, like with the hotel thing, we both really love hotels. But like after COVID, we were trying to think of an innovative way to interest a hotel to want to collaborate with us because of the economy that they lost. And we were like, oh, yeah, we could do shows there. They're going to make money. We'll make a show. It's perfect. Plus, we love history. We love architecture. Monica's obsessed with architecture. Um, and, you know, I also love architecture, too, but in different realms. And with the first hotel, we had a list maybe of like 15 hotels. We were just doing cold calls. I called this hotel in the Starbucks of Santa Monica while Monica was at Model Land, her old job. <laughs> it was the third hotel I called. And it was also like up on the looks of like how we were, we wanted something boutique and like this nature, you know, 90 rooms or something like this. Good history it was built in the like the 20s. Um, and they just totally went for it. I went to look at the hotel. They loved the idea. The owner, we got it. We just got this. We were talking about it today. We just got this charm of luck. The owner was also an architect freak. Um, and he loved history and stuff like this. So he really opened his arms to the concept. We didn't, we didn't even pay to rent the space or anything. You know, we just oh, did wow. the show. there, And they just really, they were incredible. And yeah, you know, an amazing manager there that really helped us out a lot too. let us rehearse there was just a really um, like welcoming. We really got so lucky, honestly, like it was crazy. Uh, what so, hotel is this? The Hotel Normandy. Oh, oh, the Hotel North. That was your first show. Yeah. So you guys have done four shows so far? 
four, three. 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 Okay. Oh, okay. That's great yeah. that you had that. It was incredible. I mean, for, for someone who's trying to start a, a, a business as a showmaker, I don't really see how better of a way you could have gotten started. Oh, and it yeah. is a beautiful hotel. It has great history. Yeah, really cool history too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it had these like themed rooms too. I remember when mm-hmm. and I remember when you went to the hotel. You did this. You had you did the tour. I think without me, I was pregnant by the way at this time. So there's COVID. Yeah, so you couldn't come to the tour. I did get COVID, and uh, so I couldn't go. To, yeah, Angela had an appointment to go on this tour. I randomly got COVID, so I was quarantining like at my house, and then. Um, I was like, damn, I really want to go on this tour, but I can't. Um, so Angela went and she took videos. And then I remember it was so perfect too, because they have, I think it's 13, 12 themed rooms. So there's like on the second floor, there's a corner, there's a hallway, the hallway turns a corner and it's like this almost like a separate hallway and the walls are a different color so i think they were like black or something different mm-hmm. than the rest of the hallway so you know that that like section it's like an l shape is different than all the rest of the hotel um which the hotel feels like a, like the hallway feels like a house like it's very cozy it doesn't feel like a hotel hallway anyway it you turn the corner and all of a sudden like the walls are a different color and then there's like 12 or 13 themed rooms so each room is decorated differently and it ties to the history of the hotel and they literally look like like it looks like a set it was just amazing so then angela i remember like you toured the rooms we weren't really 100% sure what we would find cuz they don't advertise like the at least at the time they didn't advertise the themed rooms like so front and center on the website but we fell in love with, like the architecture the lobby was really beautiful and like you know this whole thing and Angela called me afterwards. She was like, oh, my God, they have these themed rooms. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, they're, they're themed rooms. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, there's rooms and they're all different. And it looks like they don't look like hotel rooms. I was like, really? She's like, and they said we could use it. I was like, really? <laughs> so it was just like, yeah. and it was so like you would. I've never found that again in a hotel. We would have had to mm. create. It would have been such a huge production to create that on our own and a huge budget that we just don't have um so it was just like this perfect storm of everything that just came the hotel was really great but then they had these rooms and we utilized those rooms and it was really cool because like guests could go in and out like they were they had their own paths different paths and they would go in and out of these rooms and then scenes would unfold and the actors would also like move in and out of the rooms too and um the rooms were so cool I I want to go and see I I've been to the lobby and I've been to the roof I won't I asked the receptionist I'm like hey what what's on the roof is there yoga there's (laughs) before the COVID there was yoga and he just like showed it to me I'm like this is a really cool hotel it's beautiful so have you guys started I know you're still in the middle of the current one but have you started brainstorming or planning anything for the next one um I think right now, at least on my end, I haven't, we haven't really discussed so much of the creative ideas yet, but we have some <clears throat> possible shows that we're, we haven't confirmed yet uh, for 2024. Recently, it's taken a really great turn where like all of a sudden now people started reaching out to us to create shows at different places, which is amazing. This just started happening this month. 
Um, so it's really cool. Um, so someone reached out to us to create something in New York. And so, um, we might do that We're you know, we have very cool. I'll come. (laughs) I know really cool. Maybe another one in Santa Monica as well in 2024. And then we're working on maybe also doing one in Berlin. Um, yeah, I guess hotel who is, is moving to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like halfway moving because we also have like a good like we have a stage manager, production manager combination and in LA that's really great. So we want to figure out ways um to navigate both places and we want to stay international. It's always kind of our goal, I think. Yeah. Essentially. But, so you're yeah, basically yeah. creating a global phenomenon. That's what we're seeing here <laughs> is the birth of this global yeah. phenomenon. Just to cover some extra like I want to go over some questions. Um what about hotels do you love? Because since, you know, you guys have done it in hotels, this is a hotel podcast. Uh, what are your favorite hotels? And we recently, I don't know if you guys listened to our recent episodes um, about mm-hmm. like haunted or spooky hotels, but I happened to ask Dieta a question in the middle of our podcast. And I'm like, we are going to ask you guys as well. What which hotel or place would you haunt if you were a ghost? Ooh. Um, I can start with at least on my side what I what I love about hotels. Um, I love there's well there's, there's so much about hotels that I love, but like I, from an experiential standpoint, I love showing up to a hotel and knowing that like. I just we used to call it princess days, Angela and I. Like you just it just feels like such I feel like such a princess. So I go to a hotel, I'm there, everything. I mean, if it's certain hotels, like it's very grand. You get a room and like there are things in your room. And if you like, you just get treated so nicely at you know, nice hotels and um there's always like a bathtub typically or we always try to find a hotel room with a bathtub so you can take a nice bubble bath and then the bed's always made and it just feels like I don't know it feels really lush and nice and um so I feel like a princess I love that but I do really love historical hotels and I love when um I'm not really into like modern hotels so I you know like whatever about those but historical hotels I love of course the architecture I love um hotels that make spaces feel cozy um and that feel like a home away from home and i love that when you're at a hotel it's just that moment in time that you can just kind of pause and just enjoy the space that you're in or at least in my experience with them it's also really like it's also an interesting experience that like there's other people that are there too so it's also cool that there's just so many stories that like that people are holding in Hotel historical hotels have their own stories, but then all the people that are passing through, you know, or have passed through or passed through with you, like, you know, if you, I mean, there's just, there's so much, there's like this, there's this movie called Four Rooms that I'm obsessed with. Um, One of my favorite movies and it takes place on like New Year's Eve and it's at a hotel and there are four different rooms where four different stories are taking place at once, basically. And it's by four different directors. Um, and I just love the idea that like you can walk down a hallway and there's people in these rooms and there's like all these different stories happening at the same time and stories that have happened through the years. And yeah, it's just really, it's really cool. No, that's, that's what we love about it is that 
I don't think there's a place quite like hotels. <laughs> well, I think what Monica is saying too is like it's a little bit of this like arrival departure thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like when I was younger, I used to have the same feeling about airports, like maybe like before COVID or something, where it's like this unique space of where people are like arriving and departing constantly. And then like in hotel lobbies, essentially it's the same. Like even at the Biltmore, um, we we were able to stay over there overnight a couple of nights and I was in the gallery bar and just like the people, I was, I was having a drink in the gallery bar and the people that come and go into this gallery bar, it's just like really interesting, the combinations of people that you see. And I'm like a huge people watcher. Um, so I think that's kind of a little bit of the fascination, but I just find something interesting about this like arrival departure situation. And I don't know, I used to like more boutique hotels before, but now that I live in Germany for so long and my apartment is so old, I do kind of like this new hotel thing now. Cause it's just like, oh, so nice to be somewhere like clean. Brand new. That's true. Yeah, like new. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. As far as like favorite hotels, I can't really like spontaneously say one off the top of my head, to be honest, because I I don't really have that kind of um, archive of them necessarily. But I just feel like, yeah, it's a nice place to go you have an experience there. And then why not mix that with some theater because you're already having like an experience essentially yeah, there's also like the theater of the people, right? Like the, the like when you're we were talking about people watching, right? Like that's also theatrical too. You're just watching all these people coming and going, and you know, like and people kind of sometimes will just be in their own bubble. Like sometimes I have a memory of sitting somewhere and you know someone walking in pissed off and yelling, and then someone else walking in like really in love, probably celebrating something, or you know. So it's really cool to see. Um, I have a favorite hotel. But Ooh, what? it's called um, Hotel Souquet. It's in Paris. I think you guys would really like it. It's it's so cool. It's super historical. It, it used to be a brothel. Um, I oh, don't right remember. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> on board. I can't remember <laughs> what year. It's. I figure. Yeah, you two would love it. Um, I remember like listening. I started listening to an episode. I forgot which one, and I was like, oh, I have to tell them about Hotel Souquet. Um, I don't remember a lot of the history, so I might be wrong, but I think that it's called Hotel Suke because the madam that ran the brothel, her name was Madame Suke. Um, and I think it's from the 1700s, but I could be wrong about like which, if it's the 17th century or the 18th century, I can't really remember, but it's, it's old. Um, it's beautiful. It's like, it's also like a type of interior design that you probably is probably very, very Parisian. Um, like the room and all the rooms are also named after women that worked there. Um, oh. which is, like, which is really cool, super small. Um, and they, it's designed like it's, it's reimagined as it would have been back when it was originally open. And there's I like, love really when they do that. Yeah really cool and like the room that we were in was like it was like a jewel box it was like small but so cozy and I think if I remember like it was either a wallpaper it was like burgundy and gold and it, it would normally be really dark but it didn't feel dreary it just it felt so like Parisian and night we went there on our baby moon it was 
amazing. Oh. So Sounds I was really like, nice. it's the one hotel that comes to mind that I'm like, I will always remember this hotel forever. Do you have to write that down? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I am definitely <laughs> am. <laughs> okay. That's a good, that's, that's a very good, good hotel. Um, so where would you guys haunt if you were ghosts? Hmm. hotels like what ho- i mean i Anywhere. also sorry i forgot about the hotel like let's just forget i'm sorry I, to- I was thinking i'm getting tired so i was like my brain's a little bit flighty now let's not forget about the hotel that the shining was filmed at which monica and i are equally obsessed Ooh. my favorite movie and um yeah i used to watch it I, I literally used to watch this movie as a kid by myself, like even to my teenage years. That's like my favorite movie. <laughs> Something's been wrong with me since a young age. Um, but yeah, like I would definitely haunt this hotel. And I also would probably, I forget what it's called right now because I'm having a brain fart. Do you remember what this hotel is called that The Shining was filmed at? I don't remember, but I do think of instances where I've texted you and you're like, I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm watching The Shining on my own. <laughs> it's um is it in colorado or wyoming yeah it's colorado colorado okay Um, Uh, yeah yeah. we want to cover that hotel yeah it's on the top it's on the tip of my tongue i can't think of it also where dumb and dumber was filmed really and yeah and jim carrey i think stayed there and had some like spooky experience is that the stanley Mm -hmm. yes it's the the Stanley. stanley yeah yes it's definitely the stanley um yeah that would be pretty cool and then I also I'm not a hotel but a castle I really love this castle that Disney actually designed their castle off of called the Neuschweinstein that's what it's called and because we also like castles so I would love to do something there and I would equally love to haunt it yeah we know well um not to make it about me, but uh, my favorite hotel is the Plaza. And I want to connect that Disney thing that you said is that they had murals in their oak room um, that are of that uh, castle. And when Disney Crazy. went there, he was inspired. <laughs> That's the rumor that. So it all comes yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. The murals in that castle are insane. Like, it's it's crazy. It's just... I mean, yeah. castles are crazy. Like, who makes yeah, a castle yeah. anymore? <laughs> I'm going to build a castle. <laughs> yeah, I want to make a show there really bad. And it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be. I'd go to that. Cool. Yeah, we would we would make the trip overseas. There's <laughs> also a really great haunted story about Ludwig Spy. That was the one who built the castle. Like, he was murdered and they never knew how, basically. So. Ooh. The plot is there. Yeah. yeah yeah you guys won't have to do yeah you won't have to come up with nearly as much when you have a history like that to work with you know what i wanted to mention uh before the last question but first wait did do you know where you would want to haunt um i was thinking about that and this is going to be a really boring answer but i think i would just haunt my favorite hotel the madame Souquet, because it's amazing. It's just like you have to look at pictures. It's just it's phenomenal. Also, they have like a really cool um they have like a spa. It's not really a spa. It's like an indoor pool that's like in the basement. Um but with like a sauna and like a steam room. It's like very very and if you stay at the hotel, you can also have access to that privately. We stayed for one night cuz it's 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 expensive and we were like, okay, this is going to be our one big splurge. Um so I think as a ghost, I would want to swim. Like whenever I wanted. Like um, Martin Martin? Just, huh? 
<laughs> <We're> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but also, I, like, if you're going to be a ghost in a place that's already haunted, you want interesting ghosts to be around. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, the women who used to work there, I'm sure would keep you entertained. <laughs> so. I, think so. I think they'd be really fun also. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a good time. So. I think it'd be a really good time. I, you know, I think they'd have a lot of interesting stories. Um, also, the lounge is just like the lounge and where you have breakfast it's just all so cozy and there's carpeting everywhere i think as a ghost i want luxury and i'd like to be comfortable <laughs> comfortable afterlife that's not too much to ask yeah, yeah. i mean that's you know good one. yeah um okay you guys have good answers for yeah. that i had zero answer and yeah you just completely i put still me have an answer. <laughs> um, I, i'm gonna get back to you in a few years uh okay so as we um as we wrap up the uh current hotel who is running through november 18th is that correct yes okay and where can everyone go to get tickets um we're selling tickets through our website www.thehotelwho.com and then there's a link to go to our ticket leap page where you can purchase both standard and premium tickets um basically the bit the difference is that the premium ticket comes with food and the standard ticket does not. And there's also a one hour start difference. Um, yeah, there's three more shows. So there's not a lot of chances left. So yeah. And before this leaves LA for a little while too. So you really want to see it yeah. while you can. And then what's the dress code? Dress code is 1930s themed. Um, we're encouraging guests to dress 1930s so they can enter the world's as much as possible of course adding on additional things to your um, 1930s costume to go with your characters your Always choice shaded I mean, pilot <laughs> the pilot i love Vi violet the pilot showed up in a pilot suit it was amazing there's another character that was like a i think he's a butcher um and he showed up in a butcher grin oh on friday um, so we love, love, I mean, it's always so cool. And also it's a way that like, when you meet other people, meet each other at the show. So it's a way for people to be able to remember like, oh, the pilot or so, I mean, you don't have to, but it's really cool when people do that. So, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's commit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everybody that when we went was dressed to the nines. So like, don't be afraid to commit to your character because everyone else is doing it too. It's, it's really, yeah. it makes it so much more fun. I mean, you gotta be a nerd. You gotta dedicate. Yeah. If you're going to this, you're not going to be like, eh, whatever, you know, and you could tell it was so nice. I loved it. Um, and where can people reach you on social media? Our Instagram account is called The Hotel Who. And we also have TikTok called The Hotel Who. Yes. Nice. I <laughs> I tagged you guys in the video on TikTok as well. I don't know oh, if you saw that. I didn't see. We we like are we have to get better at TikTok, so we haven't checked Same. it. Yeah, no, I'm not great yeah. at it. I'm trying. And one more question before we go. So far, which is your favorite event that you put on? Hmm. Mm. Well, yeah, go. <laughs> go ahead. You answer first. I think I think it's I think we're going to have different answers because Angela isn't here. So she hasn't been at this one physically um, because she's in Berlin. 
So I think, I mean, Angela's seen a lot. Like I try to record as much as I can and show her everything. Like look at everything coming to life that we've created. Um, so I think it might be a different answer. But for me, my favorite is this one um, because I think that like in the creation of this one, we've learned so much. Um, so I had a really fun, I, have a, I had a lot of fun creating it with Ange. Um, the one thing I did miss though is Angie being here and like being here physically. We did choreograph together like over video and while Angela was in Florida, which was really cool. It's the first time we've done it that way um, because we normally do it in the studio together and we love we love that part of the process. Um, so I did miss having Ange here physically, but I would say that this show is my favorite because the space is really cool. It's really intimate. I also love seeing people's faces when they come to the space and they're like, it's just like, it's an, it's a crazy house uh, or castle. Um, and like from the moment people show up, they look up at this like huge castle on a hill and everyone just goes, whoa. And then I just like love seeing everyone so stunned by this place and and then they, there's like a there's like a spiral staircase and there's like a secret door and like people go through that and I just love seeing like the awe in people's faces when they do that um and yeah so this one's my favorite because also like there's just a lot that we've learned from the first two that made the process really smooth for this and um so when things are smooth you can just kind of enjoy so I've been floating around you know pretending like I'm you know, one of the house staff of the <laughs> the castle. Um, and I've been really, I've been able to watch a lot more uh, with this one too, because it was so much more smooth um, in the, in the process through everything we learned. Yeah. 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 I mean, actually I also agree with Monica. Um, this one is also my favorite for me. It's not, of course, obvious. I think also for Monica, it's not just about the show but it's about like the experience of organizing the show, the people that we're working with, the, yeah. the, the down, like the, yeah, just the everything <laughs> so much more than just the show. And yeah, in the first show, we really had a hard time with the cast. It was really difficult. Uh, we didn't really connect so well to them and we were also nervous. So we weren't as confident in what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and the second show, it was just a huge show. <laughs> it was just so much going on. And it was just a lot, it was a long run. So it was a really lot, a long-term project. And then now with this show also, yeah, I think we've gotten better at communicating in a work atmosphere together and building together because of course we've been friends for 15 years, but we we have not worked in the same way, although we've created work during this 15 year period. And mm -hmm. I feel like now it can only just go up from here because we're really starting to understand like what works and what doesn't work. And yeah, so right now I agree that this show is my favorite, although I was not there for the process necessarily. And I think it also just, yeah, I mean, I was in Florida, so the time change wasn't as bad. And yeah, that was fun. I'm glad we got to go to the best one. I'm Me too. <laughs> I wish we could have gone to the others too. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, but. <laughs> well, thank you Excellent. so much for. Thank you. Just well, thank you. answering our email. Yes, um, thank you. Sorry we menu. took a little, like we're really like, it's just, we get lost sometimes. So I'm sorry that we took a little bit longer to respond, but. 
It's okay. We really you are. You had a lot going on. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, like that you guys are open to this and that you're yeah. willing to come on and talk to us and collaborate and invite us. And like, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, we're excited for the next one. We're so, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I come to all of them. Even if it's in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> if we have to go to Europe, we will. But <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hotel History. You can follow us on most social media platforms, Patreon, and Substack by searching for Hotel History or Hotel History Podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so we can reach more listeners.